And I am so honored to have on uh, Speaking Out America, an ordained pastor, Lucas Miles. He has written an incredible book. Everybody's reading it. It's on Amazon. It's called Woke Jesus, The False Messiah, Destroying Christianity. There was a Gallup poll yesterday, Lucas, said that 31% of Americans said that they have attended a church in the last seven days. So only 31% of adults are going to church, according to the Gallup poll. It's the lowest attendance record since they started keeping track of these things back in the 50s. Is it because churches are becoming too woke or not woke enough? You know, I I think that probably both to some extent. Uh, I think there are certainly people who have... um, you know, they they were if they were looking for an excuse not to go to church, they found it during COVID. And I think a lot of those individuals have not returned back to church. Uh, they're probably mostly uh, sort of what I would call nominal or notional Christians, probably not super politically engaged. Um, and and they uh, have been looking for an excuse, I think, not to be there. And they found it. And they got in a habit during COVID. I think there are other individuals. Um, that uh, that that are maybe turned off by some churches that that might be addressing um, cultural issues a little bit more head on uh, from uh, both the left and the right. Uh, but you know, some of the stats that I'm seeing is that uh, the, a great majority of people want their pastors um, to address these topics. They want to know what does the Bible have to say about marriage and sexuality and abortion and these things. Uh, but their pastors aren't willing. And I, I have a sense that that there's probably a lot of people not going to church right now simply because they're struggling to find a church near them that they feel is actually has not gone woke and is still willing to teach the gospel. It must be tough if you're a, if you're a pastor of a church and you're trying to keep your attendance up and the younger people are kind of falling off because, you know, believing in Christ may not be considered cool these days, uh, whatever that reason is. And so I, what I see happening, and I sh- I'm sure you can answer to this, what is it going on in the pastor's mind or the uh, or the minister's mind or the church leader's mind in trying to recapture the youth? And then they, they feel like they have to maybe kind of drop down the standards a little bit in order to bring them in. Is, is that what's happening in our churches? Yeah, and unfortunately, this is not the first time I think the church as a whole has dealt with this. There's There's been a temptation in various points in history when, when culture seems to— uh, uh, take a dive away from uh, faith values and Christian values to uh, to try to sort of remake church in the image of the culture to, to try to capture them. We saw this during the seeker-sensitive movement uh, in many ways, and the, and the result of that was that it produced a, a fair number of converts, but very few disciples. And I think we're seeing the uh, the really the fruit of that today in, 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 in a sense is that um, the, these individuals who were sort of raised and grew up within the seeker-sensitive movement that didn't have very much of a depth in their Christianity, uh, they, they have not had the theological building blocks and the doctrinal building blocks in their faith, and even the relational building blocks of their personal relationship with Jesus, to be able to withstand some of the onslaught uh, against the Church and Christianity today that we see in, in media and culture and, and, and politics. And so uh, those people have really taken, it's taken a major toll on their faith, and and I think that we're starting to see that leftward progressive drift uh, in many Christians today who, who just have not had the faith to stand. What do you think is the greatest threat right now towards mainline Christianity, not only here, but elsewhere, Europe, England? Are you more worried about, uh, are you wor- more worried about just wokeism in general, or are you worried that LGBTQ advocacy is being weaponized and it will be used as a way of, say, forcing a church to have to accept, uh, you know, uh, gender neutral bathrooms, things like that, you know, where they could be uh, actually attacked. And we see now with Merritt Garland, you know, going after Catholics, you know, who are not woke or who are against CRT in schools, 
Tell us a little bit about what worries you the most right now, based on what you wrote in your book, Woke Jesus. Yeah, I mean, look, when we live in a day where allegedly we have FBI agents showing up at Catholic churches to, you know, to case them out and see how radical they've become, uh, that, that's starting to get pretty concerning. And, and I think you're right on. I mean, we're seeing the weaponization of some of these cultural uh, uh, viewpoints, specifically the, uh, the LGBT and trans mo- uh, movements have, have become massively weaponized against Christians. And here's the unique thing that we have today is that really for the first time in about 2000 years, Christians are starting to be viewed as enemies of society. They're starting to be viewed as the ones that are creating the problems and the trouble. They're the bigots. They're the uh, uh, they're the racists. They're the, uh, uh, the the economic troublemakers in many ways. And we've not seen this since um, early on in Christian history in Rome. Uh, there was a time as the gospel was expanding and more and more people were finding Christ where the church and, and people within the church were accused of really being problematic for society. Christians were accused of um, essentially you know, being bad for the economy because so many people were leaving the uh, idol-making business and the uh, pagan worship you know, institutions that they had in place, that they were uh, you know, finding Jesus and turning from this, and it was literally affecting the economy. They were accused of being um, uh, you know, um, uh, basically polygamous, you know, because of their, uh, their relationship and the, this communion in Christ they had with one another. They were accused of being atheists because they didn't worship the God of Rome. Uh, Christianity eventually proved itself, um, true and, and I think won over the West. And since that time, people have all held that Christianity is best for the nation. Uh, but now we are seeing that challenge for the first time. And I think what comes after this, if we're not very careful, is is immense persecution and so i think all eyes need to be on what's happening uh and the views of the church uh the views towards the church uh during this time that that it becomes very uh, um uh you know potentially dangerous for christians well, i'll tell you one source of a lot of this problem is the pope i mean just yesterday mm-hmm. i read that he is allowing artwork that depicts uh artifacts of, 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 of christianity that involves urine in a jar and all these and I, and I see him saying that we have to be more inclusive and we have to adhere. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near the homophobe arena at all. I have too many people that I love that are gay and I love them. And it doesn't matter to me. It, what matters is they have a soul, that they have, you know, they're, they're people that I know. So, but what I don't like and what I see is happening more and more is that the church is, again, it's being used as a weapon or in this case of the pope. What he's doing is he's uh, sanctifying sinful behavior. You know, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but the CDC came out with a warning just prior to Pride Month in June saying, hey, guys, knock it off. Monkeypox is still out there. And if you're not careful, we're going to see a huge explosion come July. Nobody reported on that. And yet that is directly derived from promiscuous activity and nobody wants to call it out. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a study that the Vatican just um, uh, sponsored that came out basically trying to see what um, Catholic congregants felt about issues related to whether it be women in the priesthood or, um, uh, you know, LGBT participation within the Catholic Church. And and so they haven't come out fully and said that they are endorsing these things, but it sure seems like they're getting more and more uh, closer to that within, you know, more inclusive language. For the first time we saw in this study um, the use of the term an LGBTQ plus Catholic. Uh, in, in previous, you know, conversations or documents, what we would have seen is Catholics who struggle with same-sex attraction or language such as, you know, Catholics who are struggling with the sin of homosexuality. Uh, but now we're starting to see this, this label on them as an LGBTQ plus Catholic as a, as a form of identity. 
And that, I think, marks a pretty major step towards inclusion within the Catholic Church. Uh, I think this current pope, you know, we, we, uh, we've heard rumors and reports of his, you know, issues in health, and obviously he's aging. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what, you know, if he's going to get more radical as, uh, as his time, you know, in, in, uh, in that office really, uh, you know, uh, becomes less and less. But uh, I think that we, we need to keep our eyes on it. And it's definitely opened some doors, you know, with having a pope. And, you know, one of my bigger concerns with him is just he's a liberation theologian. And, and liberation theology is a blend of Catholicism and Marxism. Uh, and so, you know, I think that there are these Marxist undertones in a lot of the happenings within the Vatican right now. Uh, and this, this is not good for the Catholic Church. We're talking with Lucas Miles. He's written the book, Woke Jesus, the False Messiah, Destroying Christianity. And we will continue our conversation in just a moment here on Speaking Out America. 